Welcome to the Everyday PM podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I am a certified program slash project manager for a decade now, and I'm happy to welcome back to the pod, Mr. Brian Summons, who you may have remembered from previous episodes on 2021 PM trends and the impact of COVID on remote work. Brian, thanks so much for your support of the podcast and coming back on to join me for today's topic. So before we reveal what the topic is, Brian, please take a brief moment to introduce yourself to our listeners. Thanks for having me again, Anne. And my name is Brian Summons, as you mentioned. Um, I'm also a certified program project manager. I've got about 12 years of experience, um, specifically in the field of information technology, and definitely looking forward to debating this uh, methodology with (laughs) you today. So as Brian has uh, revealed, our topic today is going to be a fun one, uh, the topic of agile versus waterfall, which we know in the PM industry is a widely debated topic. So many thought leaders and agile enthusiasts in the industry have argued waterfall is dead, Brian. Can you believe it? Um, However, traditional organizational environments and processes have led it to still be widely used, I think, today. According to a report in 2017 from PMI, it shows that 51% of the organizations surveyed use waterfall either often or always. So that's, that's something to think about as we get into this debate here. But to help our listeners, guide our listeners to which of these methodologies they should be using, whether it be waterfall versus agile, Uh, Brian and I have decided to debate the advantages and disadvantages of these two popular methodologies and the circumstances where it may be more suitable to use one over the other. Or dare I say, Brian, combine the two? I'm wondering what your statements will be about combining them as well. So Brian will represent Agile, and I will be defending Waterfall. And the way we have this set up is that we will set our interval timer starting with a minute and a half each for opening statements. We'll move into our pros and cons or advantages and disadvantages of agile versus waterfall. Take about five minutes each for each of those sections. So a total of 20 minutes, then closing statements at about a minute and a half. So Brian, I think this is gonna be fun considering we had so much fun with our kind of rapid fire PTI a la uh, PM trending episode. I think this one's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, talking each methodology for sure. So Brian, we will start with you with opening statements. You again are representing Agile. I am going to set the timer right now and your time starts now. Okay, as an opening statement, you know, in doing some research, I found that statistics uh, are saying, you know, usually if you are leveraging some type of agile project management, on average, your product is getting to market about 37% faster. And the efficiency of the teams um, who are leveraging agile methodology is about 16% um, in an increase on the efficiency. So, you know, as an opening statement, I would say, who doesn't want products and services getting to the market faster and having their efficiency increased? All right. Well, I, I would challenge you there. And you have 
you have about 30 seconds if you want to take them up. If not, I'm going to start with my waterfall argument here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so if you are, so I hear you, Brian, right? And I, I understand that that speed to market, right? Uh, you call it out is um, what, about a third of projects get to speed, uh, uh, get to the market faster under agile. But the thing with that is, of how many projects, right? So when you look at the overall percentage, and I kind of stuck it in there kind of in the beginning of our introductions there, but 51%. So I'm winning here in that 51% of the organization survey still use waterfall, even though you're calling out that you can get to market faster. So there's a big question mark there about why, right? So when we talk about waterfall methodology, it's for the people who want to know upfront what we're doing. It kind of gives you peace of mind because the way it works is with that process, you gather all of your requirements upfront. You understand what the scope of the project is upfront. You remove kind of the the project stakeholder who kind of has to be in the day-to-day of an agile project, you kind of remove that and you allow the teams to continue their processes of designing and developing and testing um, throughout based on the upfront requirements that you created. So for those that are unaware of what waterfall is, you know, it's that stepped approach, right? You can't get to the next part of the process without having completed the dependencies or the activities before it. And so for people who are fans of that pragmatic approach, which is 51% of projects still using Waterfall, then I highly suggest you uh, consider Waterfall for your project. And I know I went over on that time. So we will start with now our advantages. Brian, advantages of Agile. Yeah, you know, I let you borrow 30 seconds of my time. So... (laughs) No problem with going over there. Um, and, and that was a great opening statement for Waterfall. But some of the advantages, I mean, you just can't overlook them. And I think organizations are in business um, to have and maintain their customers. And so the, one of the number one advantages is a faster ROI. So anytime we implement a project, I think the goal is to have an ROI, right? And a return on, a, on the investment. And I mean, the fact is that the agile development is iterative. So this allows your features and functionalities to be you know, delivered very quickly, right? And you basically mm-hmm. will have a ready for market product after a few iterations. Um, you're gonna have the opportunity to also have continuous improvement. So you look at products and services that come out, you're able to go in there, have an iteration, um, the customer's right there, they can give you that valuable feedback right away to say, no, I like this versus that, I thought it was going to do this versus that, and you're able to make tweaks right there on the fly. So the continuous improvement is there, it's also part of their agile uh, manifesto, so you know, that's going to be a key as well. And then having great uh, quality of the product or service that you're implementing as well. The, the quality is improved because you're able to get that um, quick iterative feedback from the customer. Um, testing is also um, 
there in each cycle. So you'll have your, um, you know, your time box where you're getting your things implemented, your product or service getting implemented um, very quickly. You're also able to test right away. So as you add features, new features and functionality, you're able to test those things very quickly, demo it for the customer as well, get their feedback very quickly and make sure this is going to be the right uh, product or service that you want to implement. And then all of that kind of ties into customer satisfaction being a lot higher for these uh, agile projects. So leveraging this methodology gives you that quicker customer feedback. Um, and we all know customer feedback is vital to customer satisfaction. So in my view, I think the faster ROI, the continuous improvement, the higher quality products, and then the quick um, customer satisfaction are all um, advantages for the Agile methodology. Okay, okay. Well, I hear you, Brian. You have two, almost two minutes left in your argument. Otherwise, I'm going to steal your time. Yeah. <laughs> so... Let's talk about some of the things you brought up because I think they're valid points, right? With agile and that in essence, the definition of agile is in, in many ways is the, your flexibility to go faster, right? So I definitely think you make some great points and the advantages of the methodology. I will say for on behalf of Waterfall, we too have continuous improvement. It may not be done in retrospectives every day or every week but we do still have an opportunity to improve our processes through postmortems at the end of the project, maybe postmortems at the end of big phases of the project. So I will say that even though maybe Agile may be doing it more frequently, Waterfall still does present that opportunity to continuously improve upon not only the project outcome, but of the process overall. So what I would say about the real advantages of waterfall are to think about that A plus student you had in a class, right? And Brian, I suspect this was you, where every class you would come in, very predictable about that Brian Summons would have read through all of the materials twice. He would have already prepared himself for class and written notes and questions of what he wanted to ask in the class. And the students and the teacher were aware and knew what to expect of Brian Summons as that A-plus student in the class. Waterfall gives you that satisfaction of knowing what to expect as the product outcome. And sorry, that was your timer, Brian, because now you're, again, allowing me to cut into your time. Uh, but, you know, it gives you that opportunity to know what to expect upfront of what the outcome is going to be. Having this well-defined methodology allows you to gather all of those requirements up front. You spend most of your time in that upfront planning, right? So a carefully thought out approach upfront, uh, you're able to define what you are building to a very detailed level at the beginning of the process. Uh, this allows for, as a PM, to be able to set deliverable dates, start and end times, all of those things that go into, for example, your WBS. It gives you the ability to set up all the tools you want to track the project with up front. There's a lot of things going on about this whole idea that Waterfall gives you the opportunity to do that. Now, in terms of forward progress, if you're a developer or you're a tester, 
in agile, I believe what you said is, you know, you're continuously iterating, right? Trying to take the best idea and then improve upon it with each, with each sprint. In, in waterfall, it becomes, you know, developers and testers can focus on whatever they need to do, whether it's writing code or creating CAD models, whatever your developers and testers are doing, they can focus on that throughout the course of the project lifecycle because they will not need to be in the day-to-day of planning as they would in an agile approach, right? So it kind of gives them the flexibility to go back to their drawing board and do what they need to do from either a developer standpoint or an engineering standpoint, while you let the planners and the kind of the the project managers execute upon the phases of the project. Now, in terms of what is being delivered, I'm not going to argue against the fact that Agile will bring you to, you know, give you that speed to market. Uh, I think that's just the the common, well-known, biggest difference of Waterfall and Agile is the timing, right? And so I will never beat you in a race, Brian, with the Agile hat on. But what I can say is that with Waterfall, there are no surprises in the end result of what the product is being delivered, right? So again, going back to that A-plus student who is well-prepared, they thought of everything before class even started. You know what to expect of that person coming out of class. You know that they probably have already thought about what the homework assignment is and already calculating in their head what that's going to look like when it's manifested into a tangible result. The same thing goes with a waterfall methodology. You know up front what to expect, what the product is you're going to be delivering. Um, it's, it's just more predictable in many ways because you've got, gathered those requirements and documented them. Again, documented, I'm going to highlight that. You get to document in waterfall approaches uh, and you get the approval up front from your stakeholders. So everybody's aligned at the very beginning, so by the end of the project, whether it's a 12-month, 18-month, many years project, the commitment was there up front of what that scope's going to be. So any changes after that have to go through some sort of change management process. But from an overall sense, you know what the outcome is going to be. You know what the feature set is going to be. You know what the final product is going to be. It's a lot more predictable for those who have an easy stomach about change they get a little anxious about change, then maybe waterfalls more of the approach for you. And so, Brian, I am about a minute and a half uh, out from my end time on my advantages or my pros. So I am gracefully going to step aside and see if you'd like to go through your agile uh, disadvantages. I will give you my time because you absolutely deserve it. Well. Actually, before I go into the disadvantages, I do want to challenge you on some of your sure. advantages, since this is a debate. Um, you you made a statement there that you kind of know what you're getting in a waterfall um, methodology. And I think there's an expectation of what you're getting from a product or service, but um, I don't know that that's always the case that you know exactly what you're getting. Um, and that's where I think the benefit of Agile comes in. So there's many times where there's an expectation from a customer and there's an expectation from, uh, um, you know, the project team. And how many times have we seen that graphic, right, where it, it says this is what the engineer 
thought. This is what the business analyst thought. This is what the project manager thought. And it's a swing. And, and one side is upside down and one side is hanging from a tree and one side is on a pole, right? Yep. So there's an expectation that you're, you're getting what you think you are getting in the waterfall uh, methodology. And the, and the problem there is that since it is so arduous and, and detailed and, and long, right? Many times you'll do all this planning up front with this expectation, you implement it, then you get to the end where you're doing all your testing and it's not what you thought it was, right? And so many times you have to go back to the drawing board, even extend your timeline um, a little bit longer to get the product or service that you wanted versus in an agile methodology, you're getting that constant feedback. Um, you're continuously improving. And so let's say after two iterations, yeah, this isn't what I wanted. You can quickly adjust to make sure that the customer is highly satisfied and it meets their expectations from a product or service uh, standpoint, in my view. Look, I, I, I don't contest that whatsoever because in the same argument that you're making against waterfall. I also have that listed as one of my key disadvantages of the methodology when we talk about what what are the cons of of each of our our methods, right? And so when when you're debating me about something that I already have listed and defined as a clear (laughs) disadvantage, I have no argument back to you, Brian. I'm just going to step back and allow you to continue to let me know what you think the disadvantages of waterfall are. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> Thanks for that quick win. <laughs> that was like a gut punch where you see me kind of, you know, going back into the ropes a little bit. But let's just talk about that, though. Let's talk about the disadvantages um, if you want to start with agile, because uh, you kind of already dug into some of mine for waterfall, but I'll read it reiterate them when it's my turn. Yeah, okay. So as we look at the disadvantages, uh, the number one disadvantage for me when it comes to an agile methodology, and I think I've said this on a pod before, but um, if it's done incorrectly, agile can kill a project. You can kill the project team um, and you can just kill the, the overall project if, if agile is done incorrectly. So one of the things you have to do is ensure that the project team is properly trained on the methodology and that everyone is clear um, on their roles and responsibilities in order for this thing to work. So you can't do agile ad hoc, like, hey, I heard about this thing, let's do sure. it. Like yeah. you definitely got to put the time in in order for it to be efficient. Um, the other thing that I, I think is a, an opportunity for improvement um, is the limitations um, on the documentation as you mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of documentation because it's everything is kind of done in flight. So that documentation becomes less and less detail. And then it often falls to the back burner because the focus is on getting the product or service ready for a demo to, to provide to the customer. So there is a lack of documentation there. Um, And also, you know, the fact that there's no finite end. Um, A lot of the times 
since this is iterative and it continues to go um, because scope items can be added at any time in an agile methodology, um, there won't be a finite end. So, you know, on a waterfall project, you can definitely come in and say, you know, this project is going to start on this date and we're going to go live on this date. So this would be um, effectively the end date. You know, you could even push that a month out to do other other tasks and things like that. So you could kind of earmark an end date with an agile methodology. You know, it's kind of like the best guess. So you would you would think, you know, all right, we're going to do these things here on the product backlog and we feel like we can get all this work done in six sprints maybe. And so you would have a thought in your mind about when that end date would be, but there's no finite end date. So at times that could uh, also lead into the other um, area for opportunity, which is the limitations on the resource planning. Because Mm -hmm. since those teams are fully dedicated, um, in, a, in an effort to get things to the, the market faster, you could essentially be holding on to resources a lot longer than you expect since right. there is no finite end. So those two things kind of are, uh, you know, linked together, the no finite end and the limitation on the resource planning. I think this is more of not so much a debate back, but a question for those who may be on behalf of those who may not be so familiar with Agile is, you know, you talk about uh, less documentation, um, frequent changes, the, the comments about resourcing. Uh, for someone who's unfamiliar with Agile or has never used it, how does one control then for like the, the budget, right? At some point, like you said, there, there will be an arbitrary date that's set of, okay, well, we finished sprint one, version one of the app is released, I'm making it up. But there's gotta be some sort of uh, determining factor or milestone and even within Agile that you hit, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it's you've tapped your budget, you've tapped your resources uh, to the capacity. Can you describe that a little bit for those who are who are maybe, maybe are not so familiar with Agile in terms of how that works? How does the project stop? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you, you still get a scope, right? And you, sk- you still get a budget and there's still a timeline associated with these things. So it's not that um, everything is just in the wild west, right? Um, so based off of the scope, you allocate um, time as well as um, a number to that, mm-hmm. to fulfilling that scope. I think the beauty of it is, is that scope items are easily added which also increases the budget, which also increases the time. So I think that as the customer is providing the feedback and saying, you know, I really want this user interface to look like this. And currently it looks like that. Sure. There's an opportunity for scoping to happen. So as you take um, additional user stories and success criteria that you're going to add to your backlog to implement and give the customer what they desire, you're also adding time. So this is going to be fulfilled in, you know, two additional sprints, which is going to cost us X amount of dollars. And so you're still able to, you know, do change orders and all the other things that you would find beneficial 
in a traditional waterfall methodology. This just gives you the opportunity in my view to do it a lot quicker. So on a, you know, on a waterfall methodology, your change control process um, might entail going through various approvals to get additional scope items added. And then there's a process where you need to redo the planning phase. So now you're incorporating this into the project schedule, which pushes out your timeline. And they may not see the benefits of that, um, that request for months, right? Mm -hmm. Versus in an agile methodology, I can tell you today, feedback on the user interface, and I can see it again in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely, definitely clear because I, I think you make some really good points about, there are a lot of similarities when we talk about both method, methodologies, but I think uh, when we get to our closing statements, I'll, I'll be interested to hear um, kind of how you close the argument for agile versus waterfall. But to your point, there are a lot of areas that are drawbacks as well for waterfall that could clearly be a benefit for you if you're working under agile. And those would include the time it takes for waterfall, right? While waterfall seems pretty damn perfect, it takes time. Uh, it takes time. It takes time from developing your upfront requirements. It takes time to execute the entire end-to-end -end process. It can be long. And I think that is number one in terms of one of the drawbacks here. Um, I think, Brian, you also mentioned this, but the, the, the late changes, right? In Agile, you're saying you can kind of get that going as soon as possible, whereas in a waterfall methodology, those late changes can equal a lot of unplanned costs. And that's what's scary about waterfall is if your upfront requirements are not developed almost perfectly to what the scope of the project needs to be, then guaranteed if you're two thirds down the way of executing the project and something happens, you realize, oh no, we forgot this, or you test something, it doesn't test exactly the way you wanted it to, then there it goes, right? You've got one huge change request that has to add more time, probably more budget and resources to your waterfall uh, led project because it was not in the original scope of work. And then just to summarize the, the final few drawbacks, and again, I think Brian touched on them anyway, which is great. I'll just do these really quick is less room for innovation, right? So Brian had mentioned in Agile, you're able to kind of do this iterative, um, innovative approach. Whereas again, since you're defining all the requirements up front for waterfall, it's harder for those developers and designers to then introduce innovation into the project later. Hence equals late changes equals probably more money, more time, more people. So the, what I would say about waterfall kind of to wrap up the disadvantages or the drawbacks is that there it, there's careful planning. There's specific projects. I think that waterfall will be good at, but the drawbacks, depending on what you're working on, you'd have to weigh them out. The last drawback I'd say for waterfall is that there is a significant time spent documenting everything for somebody like me with that type of personality where I have to have everything documented, this is a great methodology, right? Because you're spending all your time documenting, making sure that it's visible to all your stakeholders, whereas maybe in Agile, you're not. And so, um, but th that is also a drawback because you're spending a lot of your time documenting and not enough time 
building your product or innovating on your product. So with that, Brian, we are into the closing statements. Do you want to start for Agile? I'll definitely start. And I've definitely seen what you've mentioned, right? Analysis by paralysis, where you're just in the weeds of the documentation so much that now you're hindering the project moving forward because you're so focused on the the documentation. So I think there has to be an opportunity where you can find some middle ground, right? Where you can still do some documentation, but also still be efficient and move very fluidly. Um, So as a closing statement, I would say that the incremental delivery that we talked about um, previously for Agile is the, the largest component of uh, being the pro um, because it has so many facets to it, right? It allows you to get to the market quicker, which turns into dollars. We all know if you're late to the party, um, many times you might just be missing the party, right? Mm-hmm. Because so many people are already there. The market's flooded with products or services in this same kind of uh, boat, right? So at times you, you may miss it if you take too long to get there. Also continuously improving. Um, those are components that you try to leverage in Waterfall as well. Um, I think we've talked about it in, in many of the courses we attended at USC about how you can continuously improve and leveraging Lean Six Sigma and other different methodologies, incorporating them into whatever you're using, whether it's Agile or Waterfall. So continuous improvement is always a a big plus. And then having great quality products and services, you can never go wrong with that, right? Um, Customers tend to rely on the quality versus the quantity. So if they know, okay, I can get a good quality product and it's fast to market from here, that's where they're going to go. And that ultimately creates higher customer satisfaction. So when you're looking um, at the reviews online at products and services, you know, customer satisfaction comes to mind because um, everybody wants to have their thoughts and things taken into consideration when it comes to products and services. Um, I look at simple things like the AirPod Pro, right? Many people said, oh, the AirPods slip out of your ear. There's no noise canceling. There's not this, there's not that. And Apple was able to innovate and come out very quickly with another product. Um, And so being quick and fast and nimble are the, the keys to making sure that you're you're there for the long haul. So when it comes to project management, I always try to lean towards either an agile methodology or something in between the two where there's a hybrid approach where you can leverage the quick and nimble approach from agile, but also have the documentation and all the other things that come with the waterfall methodology as well. Brian, I 
it, I find it hard to argue with your closing statement because you have given one of my products a shout out there. But <laughs> what I will say is that for the waterfall methodology, if you are, how would I say this? If you are looking for something that's well-defined up front, right? Gives you peace of mind to know kind of what to expect and know everything up front. You've planned for it. You know, you've got your, your roadmap. Maybe it's X amount of years, months, whatever down the line for you to see it to fruition. Whatever it is though, the ambiguity is cut because you've done all that planning and you know what to expect kind of at the finish line. So for those of you who are fans of having that nice feeling of less ambiguity, I would totally recommend that you pursue a waterfall methodology approach to your projects. The waterfall methodology does a better job at providing a well-defined feature set up front, again, within a constrained budget or timeline. So I think there's certain requirements or certain projects that will play better in the waterfall methodology area. Uh, at the, in the same vein that agile does not work for all projects either, right? So when it comes down to it, if you're looking at, uh, let's say you work for an organization that has strict processes in place, you know, you have your gates and you have each process group, each one has to be gated before you go on to the next one. It's like a marathon or a handoff of a baton, then waterfall is the best approach. You're probably already doing waterfall in my opinion. Um, let's say you're working for a government agency and you're under strict regulatory requirements. That might be another area where, again, you want to dig, dig into the details of everything. You can't really iterate because you're held and bound by these regulatory requirements. And so, um, you know, waterfall may be the perfect solution for you in terms of being able to document and provide the data and analyses to the regulatory being that is, you know, administering whatever it may be upon your organization. Um, let's say your team is just enhancing a existing legacy product. I've been on several of those, right? Where you've already got something in place. You're just looking to make it better. That might be an opportunity again, to employ waterfall. Um, if you're working under a project where the timeline is fixed and cannot be moved, waterfall. If your budget is fixed and cannot be increased, waterfall. Um, if you're the A plus student who likes to spend your time studying, preparing, and charting out a path that gives no ambiguity to the final outcome of your project, I suggest you choose waterfall. That is my closing statement, Brian, and I appreciate your closing statement, but I think the reality of it all is, and you kind of alluded to this, is that each project poses its own unique challenges and requirements, would you say? And it's, it's, it's not really a matter of deciding which of the methodologies that you employ or which one is better than the other, in my opinion. It's, it's, you have to look at what are you developing? Think about that. What are you trying to execute within your project? And then figure out which of the two is most suitable for your project. And then once you've chosen, whether it's agile, waterfall, or a hybrid approach of the two, Adopt your tools, right? Your technologies, your processes. You can start to shift everything to follow whatever methodology 
you choose. When this is all wrapped up, Brian, personally, I would choose both. I agree. (laughs) There's nothing better than having a mixture of, of both the best of the best. I think there's benefits to both. And it's really difficult at the end of this debate to say waterfall is the supreme winner of of the two, right? I think you've got to have something of both. And I think we're seeing a lot of companies do that. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's paramount for project managers to start now, if they haven't already, in preparing themselves and being equipped uh, and having a knowledge base in both methodologies. And, And this is why you're seeing the shift um, even through PMI, you know, they're mm-hmm. incorporating agile into the, the PMBOK. That was the first time we've ever seen that. Um, and so even though they have their own guide for agile in the PMBOK, there is a component for agile methodology. And so being able to, like you said, take a project and say, what is this product or service best suited for? How should we get this done? You know, I definitely wouldn't build oil and gas components um, that are going to go offshore in an agile methodology, right? It's just, (laughs) it's no way. Um, There's too much risk involved. But I also um, wouldn't take, you know, 12 months to refine a product or service that's already on the market, like say, um, the AirPods, right? And go with an AirPod Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about speed to market and really understanding your customer base and really understanding the product or service that you want to implement and also knowing the skill set of your project managers and your and your project team. Yeah. Um, and that mm-hmm. will all play into, you know, the best approach for the products and services uh, that you're trying to get done leveraging one of these two methodologies. I love it. I think we are completely now neutrally aligned after this debate. You guys let us know who won the debate, if there is a clear winner. If not, feel free to argue against either of us and let us know your thoughts on Waterfall and Agile. Brian, I had so much fun running this pod with you. I think I just love these kind of like rapid fire type debates between you and I, because I never know what to expect you to say I will say you had me on the ropes for a a few of these uh, a few (laughs) of these arguments so I appreciate you for for kind of bringing up those topics um, and uh, making it for a very very healthy debate so Brian for those of you who want to continue the conversation uh, where can they find you online yeah I'm on LinkedIn Brian Summons PMP I'm also very active in the everyday PM um, group that we have on LinkedIn so you can find me in either place. Awesome. Again, appreciate your time debating me today. Looking forward to doing more of these. Um, you guys can find me as well on LinkedIn. Please feel free to reach out and become a member of our every, the Everyday PM group on LinkedIn as well. There's a lot of good topics and conversation going on there. So for those of you listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would love it, appreciate it. The Everyday PM Podcast is also available on Google Play, Anchor, Stitcher, and most podcasting platforms. So feel free to search for the Everyday PM on the podcasting platform you use, and hopefully you can subscribe and give us a great rating. 
Um, feel free to reach out to Brian and I on LinkedIn to push the conversation further. But that will do it for Brian and I in this week's installment of the Everyday PM podcast. We thank you guys so much for listening in, tuning in. And until next time, take care.